Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We bring you the best exclusive celebrity news, the juicy celebrity interviews, and insider secrets about all of your favorite stars. And now your host, former editor-in-chief of Cosmo, Glamour, and Us Weekly, the president and editor-in-chief of HollywoodLife.com, Bonnie Fuller! Hey guys, it's the Hollywood Life Podcast. And oh my God, there's so much to talk about this week. The news from Hollywood has been crazy. So there's happy news. Justin and Selena, they are more in love than ever. Kylie Jenner is keeping her fans guessing about her reported pregnancy. The weekend, is he going after Bella Hadid again? There's a new Taylor Swift album coming out tonight. And then we want to talk about a more serious subject. Smallville's Allison Mack being accused of being the leader of a very nasty, vicious sex cult. But before we get into that, I'm not alone here in my Hollywood Life podcast studio. I am here with our editorial coordinator, Ali Stagnita. Your face. Look at what you're eating for Christ's sake. Lay off me, I'm starving. Look at your face. You think I'm gorgeous? You're gorgeous. What is up? <laughs> I still really like that. I, I I was sad last time about that intro, but now like it's I, growing on you. It's growing on me. I did I ate a lot this morning when we had breakfast in the office, so it's it's fitting. Yeah, we were all up very late last night covering the uh, Country Music Awards, which I thought were really good. Wonderful. Very, yeah, they were they were really fabulous. And uh, yeah, so we had a spread out this morning, and I noticed somebody else at that spread, and that would be our producer Gino Orlandini. I take people's nightmares and turn them into dreams. You are one pathetic loser. I know kung fu. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Yeah, exactly. I get older, they stay there. <laughs> but you know what? I was just thinking that Matt, Matt McConaughey um, movie, that line, you probably couldn't get away with it in today's environment. <laughs> no, like, not at pedophilia all. is not a thing right now. That is for sure. Underage well, dating is a no no. Well, it, that was a very, very young Matthew McConaughey in his first ever movie role. So. I know, but I mean, we're talking like. It's high school girls, like the oldest that they might be is 18. So yeah, if they're maybe, 18, maybe. they're okay. But if they're younger, then a guy can't be more than two years older. Well, Otherwise, depends, it's right. illegal. Depends on the state. Different states have different rules on the age of consent and like the gap. And it, it's all very complicated. Notice how Gino is very knowledgeable <laughs> yes. on this topic. He knows. Do not argue I with him. <laughs> I might have had a high school girlfriend <laughs> while I was in college for a, for a minute. So. I know. Just think about it. That used to be such a normal thing. Yeah. And oh, now yeah. It, it's forbidden. Because women a lot of times are a little bit more mature than men at the same age. And That's so, um, you know, it, it, it makes sense a little bit for a lot of guys date younger women for that reason, I think. Um, but no new reviews this week, Bonnie. I'm a little... It's just crickets on our iTunes page. Hey, guys, please send us a review and a rating. We really loved hearing from you for a few weeks. It really energized us. Oh, yeah. It's all we live for. <laughs> I check no- every single morning. We have nothing home. else, guys. We have nothing else. So we don't run ads. We don't try to sell you mattresses or like dumb little packages that come to your house with like I don't know, essential oils or whatever that everyone, everyone you know, like. There's no aromatherapy that goes with this no, podcast. No, we're not trying to get me undies or whatever or like subscription. Make you join a sex call. Yeah. <laughs> we do recommend that. But 
Um, yeah, no, we don't run any ads, so please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps the show out immensely. We love to hear from you. Yeah, we're here here from you guys every week, uh, usually twice a week. Um, so please do that. Other than that, I say we jump right into crushes, right? So, uh, at Bonnie underscore Fuller on Instagram and at Bonnie Fuller on Twitter. Bonnie, you always have like a laundry list of crushes. You're crushing on the whole world. (laughs) Okay, well, I've got a particular crush this week, and it's a little heavy duty. You know I like to get political. Um, I'm crushing on Chris Hurst. Now, he is the new one of the new Virginia delegates. And, uh, you know, we had the big election on Tuesday night, and it was a sweep for the Democrats, which made my heart happy. And he was one of those, but he's got a very special story. What's a delegate, Bonnie? Um, a delegate, it's it's like a member of the legislature in Virginia. It's sort of like being a member. It, they, they call them delegates there, but they're really state legislatures. Okay. And um, the Democrats made huge headway in Virginia, as well as electing a Democratic governor and lieutenant general. They are on the verge. They may even have taken over their state house. And Chris is one of the new members. Now, he has their what motivated him is a very sad thing. But he is taking his sadness and turning it into action. So you all probably remember the news about a a beautiful um, TV reporter who was actually murdered on camera oh my God. on live TV on by, Facebook live, right? It was on, it's no, on it was TV. on live TV while she was doing a report, an interview with a woman at um, like a, a theme park or something. And she and her cameraman were both murdered. I and remember it, we got video of that. That's right. We were in the office. Like when we heard about it and we wrote about it and people were absolutely as they should have been horrified and it turned out to be a disgruntled co-worker who trapped them down and it was like seven in the morning some very early morning interview that they were doing now these psychopaths get up early they really do yeah yeah to do this get up early he ended up he ended up killing himself afterwards and so they they I, i mean you know they take their own lives why they have to take other people i don't know but allison parker was her name and chris Hurst was her fiance, and he was also a reporter at this TV station. And he vowed after she was killed to dedicate his life to try and and make a difference and try and get some gun safety um, legislation passed so that this doesn't happen to other people. And it's more relevant than ever. And so he vowed to do that. He quit his job. He and he ran for the Virginia. They're from Virginia for the Virginia state legislature and he got elected. So congratulations to Chris I'm crushing on you. His whole run was dedicated to Allison. Everything he's doing is in her memory. Yeah, That's incredible. Really I remember seeing that video and just being like, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Then, of course, we've seen a string of I these. Know. The Facebook Live killer who executed that old man on the side of a oh. road. It's just, it's been so many, it's turned, these, these murder suicide sprees have turned into a meme in our culture where it's, I think it's now become like the exit strategy for latent psychopaths who are disgruntled with life and have decided they can't fit in and just want out and take, they want to take as many people with with as they can. I mean, look at Sutherland Springs. Right. Well, and I saw this morning that a school in Texas, a, a middle school and an elementary school, um, are getting bulletproof like shields placed into the children's backpacks. Oh my school. god. That seems and it's excessive. just so well it's not excessive when there's no legislation. Right. And every single time it happens, so you have to start taking it into your own hands. And that was one of their bulletproof shields inside the backpacks. The the short bus is now just a Humvee. Jeez. Well I mean I, I think every time one of these mass killings happen we cry we cry for the victims but we have to do more than have thoughts and prayers and you know we just came off of Las Vegas that, thoughts 50, and prayers do nothing 58 people killed um, another 550 wounded some people are will never be the same they're paralyzed for life then we have this Sunderland Springs massacre. 26 dead, right? Yeah, and they had no chance. This guy blocked them in the church. He walked up and down the aisles over and over again and shot everybody who moved or cried. And he just... Including children. Babies. Babies. 
I mean, babies. It's just, it's just unbelievable. It's just, it seems every time this happens, it gets more, it permeates the zeitgeist more and inspires more copycats. Because ideas. Absolutely. It's, I agree. it's a toxic meme that is just like growing and growing and yeah. growing and growing. And, you know, when Donald Trump goes on and says the party line that this is a mental health crisis. Oh, Donald, do you have a cure for mental health? Is that is that what we're going to do? We're going to just fix all mental illness? No, like, obviously, that's not the solution. And that's well, not he, the problem. He already rolled back an Obama era regulation that prevented people who were mentally ill from buying guns. He made I it mean, legal what, for them like, to buy the guns. What's the problem with that? I, I, I mean, I'm saying like, what's the problem with that? That's not a restriction on a constitutional right. It's protection for the other, other 330 of million of Americans. Absolutely. But the mental health thing, you guys agree, is just a total dodge of the issue, right? It's like, I mean, I think that mental health has something to do with it, but also there's people who are mentally ill that won't go buy a gun. And I, I think that the guns and the mental is. health is an issue. Course, but what's the poli- what's the policy prescription to fix mental illness so we don't have shooters? Like it's it's just no, not it's possible. Ridiculous. It's it's just it's a gun issue. You can't trap everyone in this net. There's always going to be lunatics out there who are going to want to do this. And and when this happens in other countries that don't have guns, they do these rampages, but they do it with knives, and people don't die on mass. So anyway, anyway, we're, exactly, we're we're going down a real rabbit hole. I think we're all pretty mad about this. We're mad. Allie, we're- give us some levity. At Ellie Stegnita on social media, can you rescue us from this morass of sadness? Uh, no, because my crush is Eddie Montgomery, who oh yes gave a stunning tribute to his late partner, um, the other half of Montgomery Gentry, Troy Gentry, who died uh, two months ago in a helicopter crash on the way to his concert, um, and. Eddie came out with Dirk Bentley and Rascal Flatts last night at the CMA Awards and did an incredible rendition to Montgomery Gentry's song, My Town. Um, I was in tears the whole time. My roommates were like, what is wrong with you? Because they were like, this is such a happy song. And I was like, oh, this is... He came out and he was so empowering. He was so uplifting. He sang the crap out of that song. And he said, there's a part in the song that gives me chills still. He says... It says, we'll show you around my town. And he said, T-Roy and I will show you around our town. And it was just so unbelievable. There were no words. And it was just, uh, there was a slideshow in the background showing pictures of Troy. And his widow was there with their 15-year-old yeah, daughter. Yeah, they look beautiful. Can I just say, stop taking, I don't think people should take private planes. Because I agree he died you. on a private plane. And we just had um, that, that NFLer, uh, Ray. It, Major League Baseball from the Phillies, um, he, holiday. Right, he just died in a private plane. Stay out of private planes. It, you know, regular airlines are much safer. They may be less convenient, more annoying. You may get the window seat or the middle <laughs> seat, but they are safer. safer. Everybody, just take commercial planes. Safer. We I don't agree. We don't want any. Don't of, be on these small little planes. No, especially you, Harrison Ford. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a danger to everybody else. Everybody and himself. Yes. Um, but Good point. The Eddie Montgomery is totally my crush. He is just so strong. I can't. It was the first time he's performed since um, since losing his partner in crime. And they've just had such a long relationship. They've been together. They're group has been together since the 80s okay well listen we have opened up this um podcast with a lot of sadness so i hope you listeners are still listening but let's move on to happiness because there is good news out there and let's just start off with oh wait are we not doing gino's crush oh oh, sorry oh sorry sorry gino gino can crush too okay it's on high school girls (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, ew. Um, well, almost actually. Um, my crush this week is Rebecca Black, who came in. You're right, pretty much. She's oh a high school girl. I was not Re- thinking that Rebecca was Black, who you may remember, changed the world um, about seven years ago with this little gem, Friday. Everyone loves Friday. Um, anyway, so she came into our studio. Rebecca Black is now a 20-year-old woman, and she has new music coming out. And she talked to us for a long time. And she talked to us about the experience of like basically getting famous overnight on YouTube at age 13. And the crazy, we all know what happens in the comments of YouTube videos. And let me just play a little portion of this because it just it was not easy for her. Nor was I like severely unpopular. All of a sudden, it was like, whoa what's going on. I don't think anyone knew how to react. And at that point, there were there was, of course, crazy 
hate coming towards it. Some people were, were nice, some people were not, and I couldn't tell you why. Some of the kids weren't, weren't the best. Um, my grades dropped and Yeah, I so anyway, she had a pretty hard time after the release of Friday, but and she talked all about it. So that video is now up on our YouTube channel. It's I think it's really good. I, I worked really hard on it. Um, so please go. Personal plug. So please go watch. Um, yes, go watch. Re Rebecca Black talking about Friday and reacting to other viral video. I had her react to like all of the, your favorite viral videos like Damn Daniel and like David After Dentist and stuff like that. So the video is very funny. And she also is gets really personal about what it was like to get famous via YouTube just all of a sudden. Gino is really excited about this video. I walk past his desk sometimes and I hear him being like, party and party. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of work. That is our crushes. Bonnie, why don't you lead us off? Are we going to talk about something fun? Yes, we're going to we're going to talk about uh, renewed love, and that's always fun. Justin and Selena. Yes, it's like what week two, week three. They are still together. Not only that, they are even happier together. They've been they've been out on dates. They've gone biking. They've been um, they've been they've been over at each other's places. Oh, they've gone to church together a lot. We are hearing that this relationship is hot and heavy and better than ever. It's the real thing. <laughs> oh, he's her boyfriend again. This is so incredible. I mean, Ali, you were the one who was rooting for this the most out of anyone in this office. You were. <laughs> uh, what is your history with Jelena and why did you want this to happen? Well, it's really funny because when I started at Hollywood Life, I was um, I wasn't even planning to do like the on camera thing. And it, when I started, Gino, sure Gino was like, OK, you're going to be reporting about Justin Bieber. And we started up this whole Daily Bieber thing that so a very popular segment on our YouTube a very channel. Popular segment on our YouTube channel and millions I, of subscribers. I think I, I had always been a Justin Bieber fan, but I had also kind of like rejected him a little in his bad boy days. And once I started talking about him every day and learning about him and getting to know him through this kind of way, um, I was like, I would love him. So Selena should love him too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's where it came from because I love Selena. I always have been a huge Selena fan. I think she's a great girl. I think she's super cool. Just down to, seems super down to earth, whatever. And so I think that I just fell in love with the idea of her and Justin. And I also think I wasn't here at Hollywood life during their kind of tumultuous, tumultuous, whatever relationship. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't get to see it from your guys' perspective. I saw it from such an outsider that just was a fan girl. Um, and so, I mean, I hated when Justin was with anyone else cause I just wanted him with Selena and now it's happening and they are so happy. And I knew that I was right all along. This is why I'm glad that you're our on-camera reporter. Cause I feel like you're the canary in the coal mine for this whole relationship. Like your feelings about this totally mirror the feelings of our audience because they were always super into Jelena and still talking about them. And also really loving Selena, but also pissed at Justin when he went down that Absolutely. dark road and kind of maybe abandoned him a little, was still interested in him, but like kind of rejected him a little bit and then forgave him when he made that this great comeback. Yeah, it's like a disappointed parent. I kind of felt it was like, Justin, get it together so then you can be with Selena. And that's what happened. I It was like a premonition that I had. Well, you kept, I kept hearing from you. That I you know. Really, you kept asking me, do you ever think that Justin and Selena will get back together? And this is when she was very hot and heavy with the weekend. And I really thought that was it. She'd moved on and, you know, grown up, new relationship with the weekend, left Justin in her past. And then no sooner, pretty much, had I gone down that road than kaboom. They're back. That's like asking someone in the middle of summer, do you think it'll ever be winter again? Like, it's, <laughs> no, go, it's going would, like, to happen with these two. bother Bonnie about it because I feel like Bonnie's just like the queen of celebrity news. And so she just will know. Like, it's like she, she like has. Well, you know, we used to have at Hollywood Life a section that we just called Jelena that where right. it matched them up. And it, we only separated them into their own categories just – I don't know, like six, seven months ago. Very, very yeah. grudgingly. Like we yeah, really, we, we didn't dug our want, feet. Are we yeah, sure? we did not want to separate them. And now, of course, there they are. Now we are hearing 
we are hearing that not that it not only is it back on, but that it's better than ever. That the maturity that they both have, the experiences that they both been through, the romances they both been through, have made them more appreciative of each other. And also, Selena with her life threatening. Um, illness and her kidney transplant, it's given her such an appreciation of life and of not wasting precious time. And Justin feels the same way. He was so afraid of losing her. And the fact that she was so ill and was going through such a life-threatening situation, it woke him up to the idea that he he may never, he might not ever have her again. And it made him renew his commitment to her. Yeah. And that's why I think that their relationship this time around is just so strong and it's going, it's different from before. I I like to hope and I'd like to think it's different from before, but what really needs to happen is that her family and friends need to get on board and support her no matter what. And I don't know if that's happening right now. Well, they're supporting her. They're not supporting her with him. right? Right. But I think that that's, means that they're not supporting her because he is an extension of her. I think they would see it differently. And they, you know, like kind of like you weren't here for the dark days. They were, and they remember the cheating and the, I mean, so many fights and so many breakups. And and so much depression that she really got depressed. Like, remember, like the worst thing, I've mentioned this before on the show, but the worst thing of all time is when they were, they, this was the last time that they were back together. It was like, sort of maybe like some months before the Comedy Central roast and um, they were on vacation together somewhere very tropical and they were coming back and they had this huge fight in uh, at the airport and it was all caught on tape and oh, Selena, yeah. Selena stormed out of this minivan and slammed her luggage down and then ran into the airport and then Justin followed her a little bit later and it turned out that Justin was flying to Paris to go have dinner with Kendall Jenner. And we think that's what caused the fight. Well, wasn't it also, that's when he also was going to, he was involved with all those Victoria's Secret models. Remember he was flirting with all the Victoria's Secret models and he was backstage and he went on a date with, I think two dates with, with a, no, well, there was Miranda Kerr that he was flirting with and there was another one. That that was much, no, that was much, much earlier. This was like more, one of their more recent, um, times that they were together like the vs fashion show i think was way back in 2013 when justin performed and then he went out on a date with one of the models and then of course the miranda kerr thing was more on the down low but this was much more recent and then of course justin had that fling with kendall that was never really confirmed and justin told selena that he was meeting kendall for business in paris but we never saw any collabs with kendall and justin besides them being invoked together though justin always denied that he had to be fair he has vehemently denied to um hollywood life that he had had anything with kendall that they were just he he insisted he was just friends with her yeah but another one of their famous breakups is when they were all at the festival together what what is that is that coachella at coachella yes and then allegedly selena found flirty texts from both kylie and kendall on his phone and they'd split again this was before the whole that <laughs> was another one of their breakups i know there's so much history so much history uh but i mean listen justin also remember with Ivana ventura he sent her that gorgeous dress and it was a dress like a Versace dress to wear to her prom. And then I think she wore it on a date with him and it was a dress just like one that Selena had too. So there's a lot I mean, I of shenanigans. I think he was skeeving. He was young, but I think time has gone by. I think that he really pulled it together. I think that coming off of that tour was the best thing he's ever done for himself. Well, he's, he also, yes, he think about it. This was, a kid who got famous at 13, 14 years old, grew up in the spotlight, had a million girls flinging themselves. He worshiped Selena, but after about a year, year and a half together, I think he just couldn't resist the temptation of all these other girls. And he's thinking, I could have all these other girls. I could have sex with other girls. It's a normal thing for a teen guy to want to sample. Right. And it was, I think hold that on. Can sample I just, the life. Can I just add, it was Barbara Palvin. Oh, who, right. Who, oh, she's who, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Allie, continue. Well, I was about to say that I think that that's normal for any 
boy of that age too exactly. because if you're tied down you're like wait is this it this is the love of my life is this it and you get freaked out you back out but then you find each other again and it happens to every single high school boy college boy who is not mature enough to make their own decisions and is not mature enough to just be in a relationship and be happy because they get freaked out and you know Justin just happens to be in the spotlight exactly so um and of course and unlike every high school or college guy he had millions of women available. So, you know, they have to work at, most guys have to work at trying to get another girl. <laughs> he didn't have to work he at it. Work They're at. just there available. Um, he was maybe, remember his DMing? Well, we assume he's DMing Instagram models. No, because he kept, he kept, <laughs> oh, that's right. Remember this wolf girl? He definitely DMed her. Yeah. Wolfie. Yeah. yeah. Some girls have called him out for when they didn't respond. But also he met like the girl he went to Bora Bora with. He that's met, right. He met her on Instagram, on Instagram. via DMing. What was her name? Um, Sahara Ray? No, no, he went to Hawaii with oh, that, see, with that's that girl. What I was thinking. I it was, was with an S. She's she's really she's really beautiful, black, very very busty. Uh, whatever. She's married now and has kids, but um, it's not it's not really important. Oh, Chantel Jeffries. No, no. that's a different one. <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> that one was on a yacht. <laughs> that one was in Florida. Yeah. Are you talking about the one that you went to Bora Bora with yes. and you got photographed J- nude? Jade Pierce. Jade Pierce. Oh, that's right. She just got married to somebody really, 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 really rich. Yeah. She's, like billionaire rich. <laughs> oh, she's Richer than Justin. She's, she's gorgeous. Good job, Jade. Yeah. Well, so he has that history, but it's it seems that he feels like he got his fill of the other women, realizes that Selena is the love of his life. Both we're hearing at Hollywood Life that both Justin and Selena believe that each other is the one, their true soulmate, and they are just having a blast enjoying themselves. I just love the video that we found of um, them at the ho- like Justin played hockey with his regular team that he plays on in L.A. and Selena was watching him, and we have a great video of them coming off. Uh, from the rink and she's just putting her arms around him and they're just he's kind of like leaning into her and they're so happy she's to wearing together. his gross jersey too that's right um I love that. Justin also, I don't know if you guys remember, last year when Justin was doing the run-up to promote Purpose, he went on a bunch of radio shows that sort of helped him get his start, like Elvis Duran and places like that. And he went on the Burt Show and told um, this radio host named Bert that <laughs> he wants kids and a family all by the time he's 30. So he was already thinking about it over a year ago. Yeah, we've heard that before. He'd even said 25, but maybe now that he's getting close to 25, he realizes that that's yeah, not, ready not, for that. not quite ready. So what we're hearing is that Selena really does want him to come home with her for the Thanksgiving holidays so that she can try and have her family and Justin men fences. She wants her family to accept him because they were not very happy with him before. There's also a bunch of reports out this week that about marriage. Um, a bunch of places reporting that they're comp- contemplating it. But we were hearing something a little bit different. That they are just getting used to dating and that's not really on the table yet. Although, like, we've heard they both think... Like you've been saying, they both think each other are the one and that that's in the ultimate plan. Yes, but this marriage is, and kids in the ultimate plan. But we're not, you know, at this point, like with Selena's family not even on board, like they want, we're hearing they want to have like a, a big marriage in, the, in a church with both their families and without reconciling, that's not really possible. So, yeah, well, and why rush it? They, you know, get to know each other again, be in a enjoy real relationship, enjoy your time, you know, take it slow, just get back on track and then you know, have a real relationship. I like that they're going to the game, hockey games and they're going to church together and they're doing these things. Like that is a normal relationship. Keep it normal. They went out to Maestro's Steakhouse in LA, which Yum. is one of their former favorite places. But it's kind of interesting because they're revisiting mm. favorite places. I know. It's got to feel so com- have you guys comfortable. Ever, comfortable. Comfortable. Have you guys ever Good. done this where you get back together with yeah. someone who was your long-term reunited and it feels so good yeah it's right? a really 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 good feeling Distance makes the heart grow fond and you don't have to go through that awkward initial stages where you're like kind of weird about each other and weird about just and you ask those like oh, I, that's the thing i hate most about dating because it's like what do you do 
what do you do? Yeah, yeah you, have, you have to, to go get through. to know each other. No, you can just like lounge around in your sweatpants and be like, let's get a sandwich. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. It's so nice. Let's, yeah. let's stay and order a pizza. And, and watch, let's lay on the couch and cuddle and do nothing. Right. Exactly. You don't have you to don't, impress the other person all the time. You don't mm-hmm. have to be that fake. Like, Selena knows every bad thing about Justin. He doesn't have to pretend. Like, <laughs> and vice versa. You know, I'm sure he's seen her at her worst too. And it, they still love each other. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to put on a front. And that is really really relaxing and very comforting and like is very conducive to being happy i think is being able to be totally yourself right and we're we're also hearing that he's thinking of getting another tattoo to honor her oh right where on earth where do you put that <laughs> he is covered he really is covered His face they, I don't know. They may get a matching tattoo. Oh, man. That's what no, I just, saw too. His back has some space, I guess. His legs, one of but his one of his arms, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, his butt. <laughs> his penis. I don't know. Oh God. Please. Plenty of space there. We all we all saw. <laughs> oh no. Okay, let's move on. Okay, let's let's um circle back to number two and go to number three because I think it's related. Okay, so the weekend, the weekend, I think is pretty surprised by how quickly Selena has reunited with Justin. I, I think the weekend really thought they, they had a great thing going. I mean, he clearly worshipped her, she worshipped him, she felt really comfortable, and, and at one point she thought this that this was an even better relationship in her relationship with Justin. Yeah, I think that Selena was also kind of playing a part, though, when she was with The weekend. Like, now you see her in these just, like, jeans and, you know, a sweatshirt or jeans and a jacket. And, like, when she was out with The weekend, she was always in these, like, nut- it was kind of like he Kanye'd her, like how Kim got all, like, stylish. Right, she was very stylish. Well, yeah. I mean... She was in New York, though. She was hanging in New York. And, of course, New York, we're all very stylish. Very, they went very to Italy, stylish. too. And so yeah. you got to, the pops are after That's them. They wanna, you want to look good for the pops. But yeah. Like, when she's in L.A. with Justin, they're just like, sweats, whatever. Sweats. They, don't, they don't care. Right. But, I mean, speaking of the weekend, so that, you know, hit, Selena moving on with Justin so fast, we're hearing, makes him want to reconnect with Bella Hadid. Oh, man. I just, I we have some details on this, I know. And I want you guys to explain. But I just feel like. If I was Bella, I would be like LOLing to myself and be like, whatever, Abel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Able. That's no am able. <laughs> yeah, I think we're hearing that she is not going there. So, but he, I mean, the weekend, I, I think you can tell that he was hurt because he was out partying a lot in Toronto, his hometown, the week after it went public with Justin Selena. Like, well, she's out with Justin. He was sure to, he made sure to be out in clubs and to be videotaped there and to be grinding on other women. So he was doing some revenge partying up in Toronto. But yeah. now that he's been dro- drop kicked by Selena, I guess he's kind of thinking, we're hearing he's kind of thinking like he wants, he does want to reconnect with Bella, but more like maybe rebuild their friendship their because friendship. it was really tarnished when he moved on so quickly with Selena. And where he, the fact that he met her at the Victoria's Secret fashion show where Bella Hadid was walking the runway. But I think they met at a show before Bella was a part of it because they met several years earlier and then like reconnected. Maybe at the AMAs backstage yeah i think that there there were a few times i think it was the victoria's secret fashion show that selena performed at and the weekend was at too that they got each other's numbers and that was the right. year before bella had started walking right but but still they're she was walking in the show where selena and the weekend were reconnecting right that yes. is when they were reconnecting and, and I, he was I, performing and i was at the show and i was front row and i was watching as bella hadid came down that runway and the weekend was performing and she had to walk by him and she gave him quite a look mm-hmm. it was so obvious that she gave him a look oh yeah well so we hear he's trying to fix things he's just looking for some friendship right now he, but he is feeling a little lonely and you know probably he feels like crap because Bella is a great girl, and 
he knows he hurt her. Do you guys know Bella was just in here? I think she was at least. Yes, she was. She was shooting the footwear news, our sister. Yeah, night. yeah. She was just in the building like a week ago. So we didn't, I didn't spot. Did you guys see her? I, didn't I, didn't see I her. did not see we, her, we, but we I saw all, the shoot. We were all upstairs. I was kind of annoyed. Like we, it was very hush hush though, because people. Oh yeah, they like lock the doors down there when <laughs> she's here. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that she's sort of feeling like she's getting her comeuppance. Like what goes around comes around. But what if she yeah. still feels like, I mean, when you're the one who's dumped, you know, there's maybe she feels a little bit of vengeance. But don't you think if The weekend keep showing interest, like maybe they could reconnect? I think maybe, but I think she's feeling so good about herself. Like she even tweeted the other day about her relationship status and was like, I'm not dating anyone except myself. Like I am doing me. And I was like, that's amazing. Like people never really speak out that much about their relationships, especially in that crew. And for her to come out and say that and to be so empowering and like adamant i think it's well she's also very young too she was only 19 when she was dating the weekend so i think that gives her a perspective her perspective is going to be different than selena who's 25 you know there's a big age that's a big age gap 19 to 25 in terms of life experience and the weekend is also older and i i'm not sure that as much as the fact that she's more mature than a normal 19 or 20 year old, I think the weekend probably needs to find somebody who's a little closer in age to him because there is a big difference at that age. Absolutely. Like in your life, life. exactly. In your life experience between being 27 and being 20. Well, someone else who was really young and is doing big life experiences is Kylie Jenner. And so young. She is pregnant, but, or is she? There's a little like Kylie mystery this week that everyone was kind of enjoying. I think she's trolling us, or is she? I think she's trolling us because she went out and she was photographed buying tampons. And, but she also has. Wait, wait, wait. Is that true though? I don't think she was photographed buying tampons. Yes, she was. No, she took a photograph of herself buying tampons mixed in with like. Every type of junk food. It wasn't. Oh, right, right, right. It was just a photo of a bunch a of stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. And tampons were in the group, and it was like tag girls' night. So, uh-huh. and everyone freaked out. It's like you know, pregnant women don't use tampons, which isn't. She could have also been buying them for a friend, for exactly. a friend, or like any one of her like twelve thousand sisters. I don't know. <laughs> but we hear, but we hear she is actually just messing with us. Yep. Like this is another troll. This is like the big sweatshirts and everything else she's been doing. Like all the photos of just herself from the shoulders up. Like she's enjoying teasing her fans about this pregnancy and and waiting for the big reveal. And I think yes. it does build. Uh, suspense for when they actually oh do unveil. Oh, her, the and, her and Chloe. Well, but there were pictures that were taken early this week too of her outside in a very big sweatshirt and wearing like sweatpants. And she definitely looked much larger than the normal Kylie that we're used to. She, she's starting to look a little bit like Rob. Oh, stop it. She's it's the black on black on black ensemble like Rob wears. <laughs> oh, please. Well, but, but she said but, that they were photoshopped. Well, she claimed they're photoshopped, and it was really funny because her fans were like, no girl, you're pregnant. Don't you try. <laughs> Don't you pull that Photoshop stuff on us. So when I first saw these photos on Daily Mail, I was like, damn, Rob got out of the house. He's looking good. And then it was, <laughs> oh, it was, it was Kylie. Oh, Gino. Well, no think- wonder nobody's gonna comment. Or if they're, they're gonna send a comment, they're gonna say, you're just being a misogynist. <laughs> oh, it's not misogynistic. It's just funny. Well, I didn't I, have my glasses on. Gosh. Well, I think it's really interesting. I heard someone in the office actually say this the other day that I totally agree with. If you're pregnant or if you're not pregnant and every single person keeps saying that you're pregnant, you deny it. You say, no, I'm not pregnant. Like, shut up. I'm just fat or something. Yeah, she's obviously pregnant. Or you go like, uh, it's a like, food bump. It's, it's food bump. Right. I mean, you say something. The fact that I have a food nothing- bump. I just wanted to say I have a food bump like every day. I have an eternal Same. food bump. <laughs> Kylie has a food bump all over her body. If you look at those photos, oh she's, she's she's pregnant and she's very pregnant. Now we also hear, heard some interesting stuff about the reveal. So there's there's sort of an order of business that the Kardashians are planning. Chris Jenner is being very calculating about this per usual. Uh, of course she is. Why wouldn't she be? She's a businesswoman, and you know this 100%. is 
This is business. This is money. So first, Kim is going to be doing her reveal first. They don't want the shine to be taken away from Kim and her whole special time with her the birth of her twins via surrogate, right? Is it twins? Well, no. We, we've we heard both that it's twins and that it's not twins. So she, mess, she was messing with us yes. on Twitter, asking for suggestions for like a double, a double stroller. stroller. So yes. I, she's also playing the same game. But we hear that Chris wants... Kim to have her time in the sun for when her babies are born and they won't be rolling anything out with Chloe and Kylie until after that's done. Well, that's a long time because January. Kim, yeah, that's January. It's two months away. And I don't know how, like, Chloe's been going out and she goes to Cavs games and she's having to wear really baggy clothes and coats. Well, I, I don't think she can do that for another two months. The pictures I saw of Chloe, though, looked like she was not that pregnant. Well, I know. And then her Halloween costume and I was like, wait Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't, I mean, Kylie's definitely pregnant. I think Chloe's pregnant. Maybe she's just in really good shape and like is one of those people that don't show she's as much. She's also very tall. Yeah, she's very, she's a big person. OJ Simpson is her dad. So <laughs> it really, you know, she has that nice big frame to hide the. Wait, and briefly, <laughs> like. Talk about starting and, and continuing rumors. Right, exactly, exactly. She's, the juice is loose. Oh, um, she's she's quite tall. She's like at yeah. least five ten. Yeah, she is. And she might be less far along and carrying a baby. Um, in like sometimes with your first baby and you're very tall, you don't show for a long time. Yeah. But she also is making a point. And again, she she's trolling because every time she goes out now, she's in a baggy sweater or a baggy coat. Right, and that's so unlike her too. Yes. But she has got to be carrying a big baby. Tristan Thompson is like six ten. I know, but the <laughs> weird thing is, is that it doesn't matter. Like even if you have your your husband or you're big, it doesn't mean your baby is necessarily big. They are normal sized. <laughs> they come out pretty I'm, much all my around whole family short. Size. My whole family's short, so I don't even know. Tristan Thompson six nine. Wow. Okay, I was a one inch. That's off. gonna be one <laughs> tall so kid. Yeah, it could be a giant. <laughs> okay, so let's just get back to Kylie. So I think she's just sort of playing with her fans. But meanwhile, um, we are hearing that, like, at first she was she was feeling great being pregnant and in loving her curvy body, but that lately she's gotten into a stage where she's not feeling quite so good. And that happens in pregnancy, that you can have, sometimes you feel nauseous, sometimes you don't, sometimes you just get tired. You go through these different stages, and that she's going through a rougher stage right now. It's got to be very uncomfortable, right? Especially at the well, end. At the end, at it the gets end. very uncomfortable. I mean, not that I know. <laughs> can you? I know. Do you have to sleep on your back? No, you. No, you're not supposed to. You have to. You're on your side. But That's yeah, it gets get really, really pillow. hard to roll over. <laughs> right. Get really big. I um another Kardashian that really has probably something coming for them tonight at 12 a.m. when Taylor Swift drops her new oh, yeah. album Reputation is Kim Kardashian West. I feel like there's definitely going to be a diss track on there. Yeah. A diss, oh, a diss track or two. Or three. Rep Reputation will be available for purchase, but not streaming at midnight tonight. This is Thursday when we're recording this um, because Taylor couldn't come to an agreement with the streaming services. And she also is going to rely on her loyal army of Swifties to do to just buy the album outright. And she already has 400,000 presales as of like wow. a couple of uh, days ago. And that's double the amount of presales she had for 1989. So this album is on track to be a blockbuster. Monster. I'm one of those 400,000. I have to admit it right now. I'm I, one of them. Really, you can't wait a week just to have it. Do you have Spotify? Spotify? Like, Spotify, like you buy, like you would. I wanted to support my girl. As if she needs it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm also a Taylor Swift fan, too. Like, I like everyone that everyone hates. I, well, I love I her too. song Gorgeous. Oh, and so good. So, and Ali, you were you were already speculating that the whole album's going to be about Joe Alwyn. I really think because so many of these songs that have come out have just been like love songs about him. Or well, just about Well, Gorgeous someone. is definitely about him. Yeah, but so is um, Call It What It Is. And so is, um, what's the other one? Ready For It? Yeah, Ready For so It. So is well, Ready For It. Okay, well, here's one thing we already four. know about Joe Alwyn. He's a brave man. Because, I mean, every man so far, when it doesn't work out, which, I mean, maybe it will. But he's only 26. I mean, they're very young still. She does write her songs about them. Even Tom Middleton. 
Hiddleston. Middle hit of Middleton. <laughs> I'm combining him with Kate Middleton. Tom Hiddleston. You know, he they had a good relationship, seemingly, and he still came in for some flack in one of her songs. Oh, can I also just say, though, he's having a very good week because Thor just blew through the roof last mm-hmm. weekend. I went to see it. It's really, really good. Really good. Thor it's Ragnarok. hilarious. Ragnarok. It, he's in that one. It's not just the Hulk and no, whatever. No, he's huge. Loki. Loki. He's huge I, I didn't in know Thor. If he was going to be in this one. Oh, yeah. I didn't he's, see him in the trailer. Well. The creepy black hair. Oh, my God. He looks so weird like that. I love him. I love Loki. <laughs> It was. It's such a good film. So Tom is. We you don't have to take up any collections for Tom either. He's done just fine. Of course, he was filming it when she broke up with him. First, she went with him to Australia to film. Then she dumped him. He used, should have used that little staff to like hypnotize her into staying with him. Um, I can't wait to see that on the plane when I fly home to Seattle for the holidays. You, oh, you! It's it, Ooh, it's watch. really really good. So, so, you know yeah. it, you know it'll be available on Delta for like okay. formatted well, for a smaller screen. I think this is a good lead, and while we're on superheroes, this is a good lead in to our next good one. Our next uh, story of news: Smallville. You guys all remember Smallville? I watched. Ellie, it. do you remember? It? Are you too young? Of course. I remember Smallville. Okay. What? It was on for I years. I just wasn't a... I, it's still on. I just... Right? Isn't it? It, it was on like literally 17 years ago, though. <laughs> well... 16 years ago. Okay. One of the stars, major star in it was Allison Mack. And she was playing uh, one of uh, Superman's best friends, yeah, Clark Kent's best friend. She was like the local reporter in, in Smallville. Right. Well, she was the school reporter yes, at first. Yes, the school reporter. Yeah, she was very cute. And they had kind of a will there, won't Real they good girl. relationship. She wasn't exactly his lowest lane, but she was kind of... Always kind of flirty. Yeah, yeah. It was a very flirty relationship. And she was good in the show. And uh, side note, I loved, I used to love that show. And Tom Welling... I think is the most gorgeous Superman who's ever lived. Yeah, he is. Also, it's what premiered in 2001. I went to 2011. Yeah. What do you think? I'm like four. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> pretty it much premiered 16 years ago when you were what? Um, four. seven. <laughs> when you were seven. <laughs> I was seven. I wasn't like a baby. Oh my god! Do you seven. remember Smallville? I, I was in seven. Co- is pretty babyish. I Sorry. In, <laughs> I, I, I I was in college and I loved it. I um, uh, okay, let's move on instead of sorry. arguing about how young you were and you were. <laughs> no, but this is interesting, okay. right, Bonnie? Like, okay, but Allison Mack, this is the craziest thing. I think the craziest celebrity story of the year. <laughs> she is allegedly second in command in a vicious sex cult and in which she helps recruit other young women who will be slaves um, and will have sex with the leader of the cult, but they all get branded. They go through this horrible branding ceremony that's very painful. And one of the slaves, the so-called slaves, is actress Catherine Oxenberg. I think she's from Dynasty, the original Dynasty. She's British. She's actually a British aristocrat. She has a daughter who's 26 years old, and her daughter is one of the young women who has been lured, allegedly, into this sex cult. It's called Nexium is the yeah. name of the cult. And the, the, Now, I heard about, we wrote about this last week because of Catherine Oxenberg coming to New York and meeting with the police here because she's trying to get the police to help her extricate her daughter, who's 26, from this cult. And one of the other things about the cult, supposedly, and and this is what Catherine Oxenberg said to the police, was that um, they don't let the women eat very much, that they keep them on a five to 800 calorie diet. So they are yeah. really skinny. Because that's how the founder, the cult leader, likes his women to be gaunt and frail for some reason. Well, like, and the mom talked to um, Megan Kelly about it the other day, and it's just horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Well, and so it's like a Ponzi scheme where you, every person who comes in, it, they, are, they can only rise to the next level if they recruit other women. So you have to get a certain number of slaves that you recruit, allegedly, in order to be able to move up in in the organization. Maybe you get a few more calories if you move up. <laughs> where is it? It's where, a, like, where are they? It's also like somehow affiliated with a sorority that's called DOS. Um, 
it's so it's it the organization of this group is a little bit confusing, but it does seem to just be an out and out cult that doesn't really have any other purpose besides just being a sex farm for this founder and his and his minions. Well, it's supposed to lead you to a higher a level like all these cults, like more inner uh, peace and learning and all kinds of bullshit. Right. And so it's, it's, it's kind of like DOS, which is Dominus Obsequius Sororium, which is Latin for master over the slave woman. That's, it, what, that's it what it's called. For. Yeah. But the teachings are kind of maybe like, do you guys remember Est from the 80s? Yes. It's, it's kind of like one of these self-improvement, like, I don't know. And Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like a, it's a self-improvement cult, which at its at its center, like many cults, have like abuse of women as a tenant, you know. Right. Well, one of the former members, Sarah Edmondson, spoke to the New York Times in, about it, and she was branded. And so she came clean in this long New York Times interview um, about they were required to give their recruiter or master naked photographs or other compromising material so that if they left it, this material could be released to the public to it was it was basically used to blackmail them into Mm -hmm. staying. And um, yeah, it's supposed to it's based in Albany, New York, with chapters across the country, Canada and Mexico. And apparently you have to be restrained. It's so painful, this branding that you get restrained and branded it with this two inch square symbol. And it's um, the leader. His name is Kevin. His first name is Kevin. And it's his initial with another initial. Oh and it God. takes 20 to 30 minutes to get branded. Oh my it's God. not like a brand like with cows where they just push it on you and it's over fast, which would also be horribly painful. But it, they use some kind of a laser. So how does she know that her daughter was taken into this cult? I mean, can she come home or no? Like she... No, they live. They live together. There was a fraternity two do- two doors down from mine in college where all of the members got. They were extremely secretive, and all of the mem- members would get tattoos of the fraternity on their ankle. And I always thought that was weird in cultures. This is like to a na- another level. Duh, this it's, is a cult. It's interesting. Did you guys uh, read the book Going Clear by Lawrence Wright or see the film on Scientology, the HBO doc, the ex- expose? He, he said a very interesting thing about these cults and about how it relates to Hollywood, particularly in the case of like Tom Cruise, which is a lot of celebrities when they go to Hollywood, they go at a very young age. Right. They haven't really insecure. Yes. They're very insecure and they're desperately hoping for something good to happen in their lives. And they haven't had any formal education. So they don't, at least they haven't had any secondary school, any college or anything like that. So they're very extremely naive. They're not really that educated and they're very susceptible. And then once you get sucked into these cults, kind of like, like John, John Travolta got famously got sucked into Scientology and he became a very loyal adherent when he got his role on what's that show from the he was a he, oh, his first tv show yeah oh, no, i don't know he, he, right where he's in the school yeah yeah he was auditioning for that show when he was beginning with scientology and they all did this ritual where they faced the studio or something and did a seance and then he got the role and he attributed it to scientology and then of course also they build these huge backlogs of confessions where you can't get out of the organization or they threaten to expose all right, the things you've said at scientology you have to you're supposed to come in and confess everything and it's all tape recorded so it's similar because this one he yes. has them give nude photographs and other uh, who knows what else he has them give given well, and he's I mean, such give a, him. I mean it's so bizarre I'm just reading about it. it he tells his followers that fat interferes with his energy and that's why he makes them eat so few calories right. so several former member members have asked the New York State authorities to investigate the group's practices and but apparently they haven't yet and this woman who talked to New York Times filed a complaint with the New York State Department of Health like trying to do something against the woman who gave her the actual branding and saying she wasn't licensed um and so I think that based on this New York Times piece and Catherine Oxenberg coming forward and talking to Megyn Kelly, hopefully a real investigation is going to to begin because I feel like these people get brainwashed. And if you're not, well, part of the not eating, part of the starvation is it changes your brain chemistry. So you stop. It makes it harder to think 
clearly. And that's what a lot of those other groups like Est would do. Like they'd have you go away for a weekend and they would barely give you enough to anything to eat. And so people get susceptible when they're hungry yeah. and they're tired and they don't let you sleep and you're tired. I did the I did the same exact thing in my fraternity. In fact, the first weekend where they're all trying to convert us into loyal members of the fraternity, they take us away for a recruit for a long weekend. We, we don't get to sleep. There's really no food. It's constant, like weird, mind numbing activities. And it starts the whole process of like brainwashing you into being a good fraternity member that goes on for months and months of sleep deprivation and weird treatment and stuff like that the all cults generally have three things in common there's always a charismatic leader which this cult seems to have they always insist that you disconnect from other people right. in your lives that there's a, a, a veil of secrecy and you can't share and you can't uh, confide in other people. And then the third thing is usually there's some kind of apocalyptic bent, some kind of the world is ending and we need to do this because it's so it, we will be saved or we'll, we'll save the, the world. Ones. Yeah. Something like something that makes the group special. I don't, that third thing I don't see here, but, but we, we don't, don't know whether it's, yeah, we don't know what the right. really bottom line. So anyway, is. this woman, Alison Mack is, has been accused of having risen to this very high um, uh, level in this cult and it says that you're supposed to the sisterhood they have sisterhood circles each led by a master who would recruit six slaves and then they would keep recruiting everybody would keep recruiting six slaves of their own wow it really is a pyramid scheme yeah it's a pyramid scheme there's pictures of the tattoo of these uh brands yeah, that they put on people they're really scary looking this is like the this is exactly the kind of thing that would happen in smallville like so <laughs> someone would come like you know like a weird alien would yeah. come along and start like a cult that's really dangerous and then clark kent would have to come swoop in in the last minute and save everyone right and allison mack would be the reporter who exposes it all but i'm so yeah, this time <laughs> she's been instagramming planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. She Instagrams. So how does she have a phone if she's in a cult? Well, she's a high leader now. And maybe she has to be like an outward face. Well, you know, we've reached out to her to try and get comment because she's been publicly identified as this. No response. So it's all very, it's all very interesting. And, um, you know, I do hope that the authorities investigate it because if young women are being held there kind of without their will are being able. Well, the problem is it's very hard to deprogram people once they've been in a cult. It takes, you have to extricate them. You have to let them kind of have time to get their own thinking back and to eat. Yeah. There's this really interesting podcast right now on about a deep dive into the Heaven's Gate cult, which if you don't remember, I think it was in the nineties. It was a, a big group of people who sort of blended Christianity with U UFO ideology and they all killed themselves. And uh, there was like um, 30 of them or so who all drank a poison because they thought they were going to get on a spaceship that was on the tail of the comet Hale-Bopp. They thought oh that God. this was the way that they were going to leave their bodies and enter what the cult leader named Doe thought was the next level he called of human evolution. And it was basically just a, a blend of like apocalyptic Christian ideology and like Trekkieism. Well, you know, people can really lose their minds. Like I, you got, you both are too young to probably remember the, what happened in Waco, Texas. Waco. Waco. I know, but it was a bunch of wackos. Yes. No, I remember, <laughs> like, I remember but Waco. Seriously, there was yeah. a, a, yeah. a cult there and they had, a, they had a lot of guns and, and weapons and they had a lot of women and children and the police went in there, tried to get in and basically they burned themselves all to death. It was horrible. All the children were lost. It was just terrible. Yeah. Like I'm just saying these cults can, can convince people to give up their lives. Yeah. And so the, like the heaven's gate cult in particular, as you were saying, Bonnie, the family members were trying to locate where they were because they were sending families were financing like rescue teams to go in and kidnap 
yeah. their children out to of the cult out. and then put them into deprogramming because these people were so convinced of yeah. this like ridiculous ideology. Right. A lot of them went and castrated themselves <gasps> because they, including the leader, because they thought they were trying to uh, distance them, themselves from everything worldly. I mean, they just did the craziest things and they were all in the grips of this ideology and with no contact with the outside world. So this Alice and Mac thing is, you know, it, it's very concerning when people go down this kind of rabbit hole. Right. Yes. It can't because it can cost you your, your life. And this has happened over and over in cults. Mm-hmm. People will follow these charismatic leaders into the grave. Oh, really? Really? Well, it does seem that there's one who's managed to get himself into the White House with a bunch of <laughs> fanatical, fanatical followers. Doesn't matter what he do, does, they are following him. Ain't so, I mean, no, but seriously, like, I think there's a bit of it to the, the leader of, of our country and to the fact that he, he, you know, he is like a cult leader. He says that I, I alone have the answers. I alone can help you. There's something it's, he, he's taking a lot from that kind of cult like, um, uh, mythology, yeah. He thinks he's Thor. He is. He, <laughs> Except he, Thor has a sense of humor. Well, if only he would get on a spaceship and leave. <laughs> then we could, we could all be happy. Take your <laughs> hammer and go. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so I think that's really interesting, though, about so Alice and Mac. I wonder if we'll have an update on that whole situation next week. But listen, there's so much. We're covering all this on Hollywood Life. Uh, T-Swift coming out with her new album tonight. Oh, you got to listen to our interview with Wow. The podcast went out oh, yesterday yeah. and she's so interesting and she jokes that she's in a sexless marriage. She tells us all about it and how they find ways to have sex, how they escape their children. She has some specific ideas. You have to, you have to listen to that. Very specific. <laughs> so, and please give us a rating, a review. Yes, We're I waiting for one. you. If you give us a rating on iTunes, Allie will come to your house and... (laughs) I'll sing the rating for you. (laughs) I'll give you a hug. Yeah, she'll do a singing gram. She'll show up at your house and do a hello singing gram. Okay, guys. Have a great week. We'll be back next week.